Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English, founder of The Silver Edge. Our mission at The Silver Edge is to inspire men and women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond to live their strongest, healthiest, most fulfilling lives. In this podcast, we share stories of amazing individuals who are doing just that to help motivate you to become the healthiest version of yourself, regardless of your age. And now, on to today's podcast. Hello, my guest today is Joe White. Joe is a 53-year-old adventure training instructor, fitness ambassador, a husband, and a father. He's also a cancer sufferer. In 2014, Joe was diagnosed with bowel cancer and had an operation to remove part of his bowel, liver, small intestine, and finally his entire pancreas. Then last year in 2019, he received news that he had a secondary tumor on his liver and was put on chemotherapy tablets for the rest of his life. Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Doing good, thanks. I appreciate you coming on. Well, we all have to overcome difficulties and obstacles in our lives. It's part of the human condition. But your response to these difficulties is nothing short of heroic. You're very active on Instagram, encouraging people to get outdoors, get their bodies moving with your trademark uh, slogan, keep pushing, don't ever give up. And I certainly want to dig into your story and talk about your new initiative, the 365 Days of Action. But first, can you give us a little sense of what you were like as a child? What what kind of a boy were you? Were, were you active? Were you? Did you play sports? Yeah, I played a lot of sports. So I was very, very lucky where I lived. Um, in the countryside, so I'm not far from where I am now at the moment, near Stonehenge. Um, a really good childhood, brothers and sisters to play with, good sports, good sports facilities, and just enjoyed life. Great. So uh, active as a child, playing sports, and what about through school? Did you play any sports in school? Were you active, outdoorsy? Yeah. Um, in the school where we were, there's football, so soccer for you guys rugby, all the sports that we were, uh, were allowed to do, everything, everything. Yeah. To be honest with you, I probably spent more time doing sport than I did in lesson time. Pleasurable, my teachers would say to me, um, we've had enough of your chatting. I think you deserve to go to the PE department and do some work there. So I spent quite a bit of time in there. Okay, great. And then after school, um, I, I, I saw online that you, um, you've done some work as, a, as an adventure trainer. Talk a little bit about that. How did you get into that line of work and what did that entail? Well, uh, work as an adventure trainer, I've been very lucky working with the military and working with the School of PT, so the Army School of Physical Training, and um, teach adventure training from there, all sorts of sports. And I was very lucky to spend a lot of time teaching scuba diving. So I spent most of my time outdoors. So for the last 25 years, doing all sorts of stuff like that, mainly scuba diving. Outdoor uh, pursuits nowadays is climbing throughout different things and trying climbing, going right into everything. Most sports that you can think of, we've partook, partaken. Ah, say. Great. Well, so it sounds like you've done a lot of uh, scuba diving. How did you get into scuba diving? What got you into that? Well, I was working as a lifeguard part-time and then went up to the PT school, got a job up there as working as a lifeguard, then went on from there to be an instructor of all different sports through the PT school and then carried on. Then there was a slot in there to do some adventure training. So we're teaching the military diving. 
So we're teaching the military um, recreational diving. So I spent 15, 20 years just doing that, having a great time and getting paid to do something that I love to do. Yeah, that, that's awesome. It sounds like you've been healthy and active all of your life. I first came across you on Instagram and one of the first posts I saw, you were outdoors, which you, I think you solely are outdoors with your exercise regimen primarily. You were doing some dips with a what looked like a pretty heavy uh, kettlebell tied around your waist. And somebody from off screen was pushing some signs into the screen as you were doing it. And basically it was talking kind of through what we said in the intro that you were diagnosed with cancer. Um, you had some operations. Um, and then again, last year in 2019, you found out that uh, the cancer had come back. Why don't you talk a little bit about leading up to that? Sounds like you were obviously very healthy, very active. Talk a little bit about that illness and and how you dealt with that at the time. Well, uh, we went originally went to have a blood test in 2014 for uh, being, I think it was 45 or late 40s. And our local GP said, right, Joe, it's about time that you had a blood test because I was on some different tablets for, I think I want some tablets for something. I can't remember what it was. I took a blood test. This was on the Monday. And I was out training and just driving from one place to another place. And the doctor, GP, phoned me, says, um, I need to see you straight away. I said, OK. It's obviously not good news. He says, no, it could be, cut a long story, so it could be bowel cancer. That's what we found out straight away. Within three weeks, I was in hospital having some tests done and some biopsies done and having some bits and bobs looked at, should we say. And they just said, right, this is not good, and then went from there. So it was really, really quick. Simple, they found out. The NHS were fantastic. And they um, sorted me out. I went in for the operation. I went in for the operation, and my wife dropped me off. And I was very, very reasonably fit, I would say. And I weighed at uh, 84K. 84K when I went in. 11 days later, I was 73K with lots of body parts. Yeah, good diet, many ways. Strong diet. And then went from there. So that was 2014. And then obviously um, trying to get better, trying to get fit within my wife's a strong lady, very strong lady, Juliet. And the day I came out of hospital after 11 days, I had the choice of having a commode and things like that. My wife said to me, there's the stairs, up you go. We don't need a commode. And that was it. And I never, never looked back. And so she picked me up, sorted me out, fed me, looked after me. Within three weeks, I was up walking six weeks. I was running. So I was pretty lucky. So that went quite well. And I came off the chemotherapy in 2018 and then went in for a routine test as I'm obviously going for quite a lot. And they said, oh, we found something, Joe. We need to come, you to come in. So within the time of me coming in from finding out the scan, I went into the office and he says, go straight back on chemo. That's it. You've got another tumour. And that's where it's been since. So I'll be on those for the rest of my life. I may be operated on in the near future, but hopefully I won't have to be. Yeah, that's obviously quite a a roller coaster of of emotions, I imagine. Can you talk a little bit about what you were going through emotionally, personally, mentally during that first diagnosis? And then maybe uh, how that impacted your family as well? I I know you're, you're married, you have kids. Yeah, it was a massive impact on the family, but I didn't realize how much of an impact it was on my family 
until later on and I got over it and it was through them that they were so strong that kept me strong I think um emotions emotions were strong I sent a letter to my wife well I didn't send that I had a letter to my wife on the day of the operation because I didn't think I was coming back out of the operation to be honest and luckily uh, she didn't believe it and here I am to say carrying on strong so the emotions were quite high I went in fit and that was my worst fear and it could have been and my wife said to me well you could have gone either way you could have been very very depressed or you could just have to kick yourself and get yourself going and I think that's a, it for everybody really you just need to push yourself otherwise you could get depressed especially if you've been reasonably fit beforehand in any of these things and I've, I've had it I'm very very lucky in what I've had because many people don't survive do they no they don't yeah and I think that I mean that's key what you just said about the the attitude during all of this um looking at your specifically your your Instagram and your YouTube um you're very very inspirational I I think pretty much your your tagline at the end of every single one of your posts these days is uh never give up keep pushing keep pushing never give up is that right yeah um so t- talk to us a little bit about what does where does that fortitude come from? Is that something that, you know, maybe as a kid or as a, as an adult in the adventure training and, and training um, soldiers, where does that kind of fortitude and that attitude come from? Uh, the attitude definitely comes with working with the military, I think, but it's just for me personally, just to keep yourself pushing. I was never going to tell anyone about the cancer. And so I've had the Instagram account about 16 months, 17 months. And a couple of friends of mine and my wife says, look, you ought to say to people, what's happened and perhaps it'll influence somebody so that's where the 365 days has come from really and having enough bottle to be able to say look i've had this had that as i'm not really an outgoing person i don't mind speaking to people or teaching people but not being the front of everything i would say so going with that uh we moved on and so i had a saying all the time so i was probably in the back of my head, I was going to bring something out about the cancer. So I started that saying, I've always kept it in my head anyway and always done it. I've always pushed hard and made everyone I work with push hard. So that's where it came from. Keep pushing and don't ever give up. And so hence, when I came out and, and told everyone about the cancer, that's why. Yeah, that that's a, that's a very inspirational uh, slogan, obviously. Now, it looks like almost all of your workout is outdoors. And it sounds like given your background, that's that's probably your preference. Do you did you start in a gym and, and move outdoors? Or um, in fact, I see a lot of your posts where it looks like it's inclement weather. It looks looks cold. I, I see some of them where it's rainy and you don't seem to mind. You're you're getting after it. I think it's years and years of being underwater and being outside all the time and freezing cold temperatures. It doesn't matter to me. And plus I live in the UK, so <laughs> I've got no choice. We always carry in our cars with us wherever we're going or if we're out in our backpacks. There's always got to be waterproofs, a bit of sun cream on the hope and a pair of sunglasses. The sunglasses are mainly for the wind and for the rain, never really for the sun. Right. Right. Yeah. You have almost trademark uh, uh, sunglasses on in most of your posts there, I see. Uh, well, let's let's back up a little bit and talk. I want to talk to you a little bit about just on the fitness side of things. You're obviously very fit. And I, I think that we can see why you've, you've been you've been active your entire life and, and taking very incredible care of your body. What uh, what are your thoughts on diet? What and maybe what you're eating now and kind of how that's maybe evolved over time? 
I think more so because um, I was also a CrossFit instructor as well. So you did quite a bit of that beforehand. That's really cool. And I see that you're a CrossFitter as well. So you love that. Mm-hmm. Before I went in for the operation, the guys in the gym who I was using quite a lot, they really, really helped with pushing me forward, getting me really, really fit as well with my own fitness. Diet-wise, obviously even more so now. Um, no sugar whatsoever. If I have any sugar at all, it's obviously natural sugars. I really, really try hard because it's um, coming from my personal doctors that were saying that obviously sugar, as we well know, is a real influence towards cancer cells, which many people might not know, not realize or not believe, but it is, especially the white sugars, which aren't good for us at all. So I truly try and keep the fats down as well. I eat a varied amount. So realistically, caveman, as you would do, as originally was stated, so the caveman diet for me most of the time. I try not to eat so much meat at the time because it takes a long time to break it down. I have to constantly take um, Creon, which breaks down its enzymes. So I've, because of my pancreas is gone, I have to take the Creon all the time. So every meal I take the tablets to match the food that I'm eating. It's quite hard to describe how many are. They're not harmful to anybody if anybody took them, but it's just quite a lot of tablets. So hence I watch my food more so. And is it fair to say that you're eating with caveman or paleo? I'm guessing you're eating primarily whole foods and avoiding processed foods. Hundred percent. Yes. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Similar to yourself. Right. I'm sure. Yep. Yep. Very, very good. And what about what do you? What are your thoughts on recovery? Given that you're obviously pushing really hard, what do you do to help your body recover? And what are your thoughts maybe on sleep as a part of a recovery strategy? recovery is so important and to give ourselves time for rest it looks like i'm doing so much but clearly in between the days i am resting in between so my sessions range from up to four to five hours a day training in between doing different stuff doesn't sound it sounds impressive but it's not always hard so a lot of that is included in stretches but also some good sleep i like to get a good eight hours if i can i don't sleep brilliantly but i do like to have a little bit of a rest I do train most days of the week, but I do tend to have a day off, but I'm still doing other things. Got it. And what does your, do you have a, do you have a workout plan or a training regimen? I see you do a lot of things that look more like rucking and probably preparing for some of this mountaineering and climbing stuff. Um, But you're also doing a lot of what looks to be, you know, pretty, pretty much functional movement strength training as well. It is. It's all functional movement stuff. Um, based on the functional movements that we've got. So just always covering a squat, a push-up, plank, lunges, just all the basic stuff. So the six basic moves for me, and just using those. So we're going through uh, squat, plank, push-up, lunges, pull-up. Covering all those. Covering a bridge to match them all, so they cover all exercises. Sometimes weighted, sometimes not. Gotcha. And, and folks listening to this can certainly go and, and look at your Instagram account. You, you do a great job of um, not just showing showcasing those movements, but actually instructing through those. You can see that you're kind of an instructor at heart. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't ever leave you, does it? <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> or no, I suppose, doesn't. fortunately, for, for those of us watching. Yeah, definitely. It do like to do, but some some people don't know how to do anything, and some people are afraid to ask. And I think the older we get, we just think, well, we'd rather watch something rather than be listened to. Some people find it embarrassing to ask people. I've never been embarrassed. If I don't know anything, I would definitely ask somebody how to do it. Or nowadays, we've got YouTube, haven't we? Which is fantastic. 
to some degree. It's sometimes better to be taught by somebody. That's why the gyms are there with professionals in it, definitely. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, what I really wanted to talk to you about is your initiative that you are kicking off. And I believe this starts in May of this year. We're recording this in in, uh, mid-April 2020 for anybody listening in the future. Why don't you talk a little bit about your 365 days of, of action, where that idea came from, what it is, and what people can do to get connected with you? Okay. So the 365 days of action it started off um, as an idea. I wanted to raise some money, uh, definitely for cancer research, but also for mountain rescues. We spend a lot of time on mountains, clearly, and they it's all voluntary stuff, and so is cancer research. But also on the military point of view, to help out, a lot of guys are left on their own with combat stress, post-traumatic um, stress disorder, and all sorts of things, and mental issues. And it is a big thing that we seem to avoid quite happily, not just with military life and civilian life. So I wanted to raise some money for those three um, charities and get some money. So then the idea was dreamt up um, the action for 365 days. So the whole idea of it is to do 22K a day. So every single day, so 13 mile a day, whether I do it. So sometimes as long as that adds up and I get the end result, which is the end result, which is written down here. If you can just hang on, hang fire for a second. It is. Uh, to walk, run, and climb a distance of 8,000 kilometers, get an elevation of 50,000 meters, climb and scramble the best, the 100 best UK scrambles. So Ireland, England, Wales, Scotland as well, any of those. Also to climb Mont Blanc, which is 4,810 meters, uh, Mont Elbrus, which is 5642 meters, and Kilimanjaro, which is 5,895 meters. The charities that we're raising it for is a cancer research, mountain rescue, and obviously combat stress. That's who we're saving it for. So, 365,000 pounds a target. At the moment, we're on 1,500. So, we've got a long way to go. Right. Yeah, and it does start on the 1st of May. The reason it starts on the 1st of May is because of my son's, my eldest son's birthday. And they were both born in May. And they've been um, inspirational, actually. Very, very helpful all the time helping us out, which is great. How to get hold of us from these is on Facebook. It's www.facebook.com, Old Boys Training. And also on Instagram, it's Old Boys Training. And we also have a YouTube Spelt old, then boys, then training. Everything else is added together. And where we can see um, everything else. Uh, we're also, the donation page, if anybody's very interested and can help us out, which would be fantastic, is www.virginmoneygiving.com slash 365 days of action. Any help would be much appreciated. But what we really need, Kevin, is people to be on there um on social media gets out on social media so what well, the whole idea originally was the 365 was to get 365,000 people and then very near the end of the challenge was the whole idea was them to ask everyone put a pound in gotcha yeah because especially times are hard now at the moment with mm-hmm. this COVID, which is very difficult for people to go out 
and do these things. And we were actually thinking of putting it on hold, but I refuse to put it on hold because I can still get out and do those miles and get that meterage in. I, I think that suits your personality very well. You know, the adversity of, hey, you know, here you're going to launch this campaign in the middle of the uh, of the COVID uh, corona crisis. And, um, you know, you do have the option of, of postponing, but you're going to keep pushing. You're not going to give up and, and, and we're going to get this thing kicked off. Right. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. And then for any, for folks listening, um, for that Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the website, I'll put all of that in the show notes. So certainly we have a call to action for all of us to go there, follow these accounts, and then, um, let's, let's make sure that we're spreading this, this message as well. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. All right. So I also want to ask you, because uh, I, I think that this is important. What would you say to people out there, especially maybe our age or older, that are facing a serious medical condition right now? You've obviously been through a lot. What advice would you give to somebody who's recently got a, you know, a, a life-altering uh, diagnosis? I know it might sound pretty corny. When you've got that, you've just got to, there's two ways you can pick a doing this. And I hope you pick the first one is you just must push through, find something you want to do, find something, a target that you think you never could do, whether it would be run 5K, walk 5K, crawl 5K, just do anything you can do. Set your mind on something, which really, really helps. A target is fantastic. Also, I find a lot of people as well, Kevin, are too afraid to go to the doctor when they've got when they before they find out something especially our age as they were going through don't be afraid go and have an mot have a checkup if you think there's something wrong please go and get it checked out the sooner you get it checked out the more likely they can get it sorted out yeah that's certainly solid advice um and i suppose that being fit is preferable to not being fit in in times like this right when you're coming up against illness and trying to recover from illness there's got to be a lot to be said for, it sounds like you have a very healthy diet, a very active lifestyle, and you've, you've chosen to, to certainly keep that up. Um, definitely, definitely, that was 100%. Being fit really, really helped me. So once I found out the diagnosis and I knew when the operation was going to be, I upped my training by even more so. Actually, probably nearly doubled my training because the fitter I was going into the operation, the quicker my recovery. Oh, yeah. And as uh, the consultant said, that they should have done um, some tests on that on me afterwards and done some bio stuff on me afterwards because there's no way you should recover that quickly and be able to do. They never, they said I'd never be able to do a handstand push up again. So within four months, six weeks. Sorry, my wife just shouted at me. Six weeks handstand push ups. Wow. Yeah, that that certainly is impressive. And how, they were. They yeah. Were. Uh, and how, how are you feeling these days? I mean, you what you have out here in front of you in the next 365 days, uh, those challenges you just you just rattled off. How how is your health? How is your how how are you feeling? Uh, obviously, you're up to the up to the task. Well, I just had a message. Actually, funny you should say that. I had a phone call about half an hour before you phoned me from the uh, Southampton General Hospital, the cancer unit, and they said my scan was um, looking really good. So I have a scan every three months and I normally would have to wait a few, well, until the 28th of May to find out the results because of what's going on at the moment. And they said uh, they should actually phone me. So there you go. So it's going well at the moment. The chemo tablets are working well. Um, I'm feeling fit, feeling strong. I, I don't ever feel bad. 
uh, I don't feel sorry for myself. I don't feel sorry. I feel sorry for other people because when they've seen, been in there for so long, going in out the hospital and going in out the wards where you see people, this obviously the last, is it five or six years? I can't remember now. However, it's long it's been since 2014 from that, or six years going in and out of that hospital. And you've seen people that are looking worse and worse and some people are getting healthy. So I've got it really lucky, very lucky with what I've got. Well, you certainly are an incredible inspiration, and I want to encourage, again, everybody to to go check out Joe's Instagram, his Facebook, his YouTube, a lot of incredible information there. Joe, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on. You are certainly an inspiration, and we're all going to be watching you over the next 365 years and certainly know that we're, we're here cheering you on. Thank you very much. All days. 365 years. I'd love to live. (laughs) 365 days of action. That's right. Perfect. Well, that's our show for today, folks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends and please consider subscribing and giving us a five-star review. All the show notes and much more are available at our website at silver-edge.com. That's silver-edge.com. So until next time, stay strong.